It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 18. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We're going to talk more Golden Gopher football on this week's edition of the Go Gopher Podcast. Excited to bring our Gopher Radio Network crew plus one together for the podcast. We'll review the spring game, we'll look ahead to 2022, and then give some unfiltered stories from the Big Ten Road as well. Daryl Thompson, Justin Gard, and our friend and colleague Corbu Status, who's now the voice of the St. Thomas Tommies, will be my guest on the Go Gopher podcast this week. It's episode 18. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than any and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland and champlininsurance.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast. You can go back and listen to past Go Gopher podcast. Last week, for example, we had St. Paul Pioneer Press football writer Andy Greeter talking Golden Gopher football. They are free to listen and free to subscribe. More football talk this week from the Gopher Radio Network broadcast crew when we come back. First, a word from Tony. Hey, Gopher fans. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital. For everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. All right, off and running, and episode number 18, the Gopher Radio Network crew ready to go. We have the great Daryl Thompson, the all-time leading rusher in Golden Gopher football history. DT, always good to spend time with you. Hey, you know, one thing I like doing, Mike, is spending time with you yeah. and, uh, you know, and Justin. And we're lucky. Corbu's sitting in. I don't yeah. know if he's going to say anything today. but For uh, sure he is. We're lucky to have Corbu, the, the voice of the uh, the Tommies. The Tommies. We're going to let the, the Tommies infiltrate the, the gopher land here for a minute. We'll, we'll go down memory lane. But Corbu, good to see you. Always good to be here, too. I'm mostly here for DT yeah. and JG. Yeah, for and sure. And a little, little ground. 100%. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So Corbu, for a long time, was the voice of Gopher women's basketball and was our uh, pregame, halftime, postgame uh, contributor on the uh, Gopher football broadcast as well. Uh, filled in for me on some of the men's games when we had some scheduling conflicts. And now is the first ever voice of the St. Thomas Tommies as a Division One institution. Just completed his first year. We'll talk a little about that as well. And then... Um, you know, unfortunate for the Gopher women's basketball fans, they this past year had to listen to Justin Gard uh, cover their games after the number of professional years that Corbu turned in. JG, good to see you. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Hi, G- great to be back. Yeah. I really yeah. feel, you know, uh, episode 19, I feel like I was just on this. Yeah. My, like, episode 12. Well, you got your 15 minutes of fame <laughs> yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. I got a lot of them. Um, my favorite compliments that I got about the women's basketball job with Corbu, they would say, at the beginning, we really, really missed Corbu. <laughs> yeah. But you did a pretty good job yeah. by the end of it. I go, yeah, that's <laughs> trust me, Lynette felt the same way, my partner. <laughs> we all missed Corbu. But you weren't really that far away because how many yeah. times did I call you or FaceTime you or text you and say, hey, I got a problem, I got an issue? It seemed like weekly. It was almost like I never left. <laughs> it's true. It was and really I thank nice. you at the end of the season. You should have given part, him half your game check. I know. He was part of, of the games. crew. He was still part of the crew, even though he was somewhere in the Summit League. He was 100% <laughs> part of the crew uh, multiple times. Either I was texting him or Lynette was texting him. But, yeah, we really missed Corbu right away. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. yeah thank you. Thank no you. one no one reached out to me and told me they had missed me. So I think you, you might be I making at least that one part tweet. of it. Got a few tweets, a <laughs> few texts here and there. Well, of course, J.G., uh, is uh, the sideline reporter for Gopher Football Broadcast in addition to his Gopher women's basketball duties and then uh, is on KFAN uh, locally here with Dan Barrero in the afternoon, and uh, that's how most people, I think, know him, right? 
I mean, yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. famous. That's yeah. one of one of how many jobs do you have now? The Too Much Talking Show on Fox. Yeah, nine? it's like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, now co-host man. of this podcast. Now, now here you are. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> Two, uh, well, yeah. you're you're about ten percent of the show. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I said, hey, when I was playing professional football, they always said the more you can do. So yeah. Justin, the yeah. more you can do, I, I yeah. told my wife that hey, you got a side hustle, you got to have another side hustle. You know, I got multiple right. side hustles. That keeps things rolling. Gardy is a side piece in. with the side hustle. That's it. Yeah, for well, sure. Are we, we're good to tell stories, right? Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I'll just hide. what a podcast is yeah, all about. But I think now, I think, I'm not saying I would get DT as big of an ovation as you do um, whenever we do like a soda social or something like that. Because you're Daryl <laughs> you, Thompson. You bring in the Iowa. Yes. Yeah, this is it's amazing. It's my favorite story. Because <laughs> you're, you're the all-time leading rusher. But I feel like it wouldn't be like a 41 donut route like uh, when the Giants beat the Vikings, the NFC Championship game. You've heard this story, right, Corbu? Cedar oh, Rapids, my first year. No. First year. We're at the uh, Marriott, right? Yeah, Cedar Marriott Rapids. Cedar Rapids. They do a soda social. We don't do those as much anymore. I mm. wish they'd bring them back. They're kind of fun. And Night so, before the game. Yeah, go for Iowa, fans. Iowa, what, 2013, 2014? That was 2011. 2011. My first, first year was 2011. Year? Okay. Yeah. 2011. So we're down in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids more specifically. Soda Social's there. And so, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 100 Gopher fans or something that, that packed the uh, the Cedar At Rapids least, Marriott. Yeah, probably more. So yeah. good crowd. And the whole bit is, you know, Mike is the MC, And I think, I don't know if Norwood was there, if it was Joel Maturi. Maybe it was 2012. I think 2011, actually, the game was here in Iowa or here in um, Minnesota. So Because Norwood Teague was there, the old athletic director. Yeah. You should have him on as a guest. Yeah. He, <laughs> Review his time. Jeez, absolutely. Man. And so, Corby, they go. So, Grimmer is up this there. Got dark. And quick. he's introducing, you know, Jerry Kill came down because it was a team hotel. And Mike's introducing him. We've got some other people in the audience. He's the number one uh, all-time leading rusher in Gopher history. Everybody's favorite. Been with the broadcast forever. Daryl Thompson. Place goes nuts. Because Gopher fans love DT. Why yeah, wouldn't they? I mean, everybody uh, loves DT. Just raucous applause. <laughs> yeah, right. Like people are like literally shaking, <laughs> like literally <laughs> pumping their fist in the back. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, <sighs> And he goes, and our sideline guy is in his second year, Justin Gard. That was it. Nothing. It was <laughs> like, it was, I'm like, Ooh, here's, I love, I, here's how I know one guy, Derek Ingalls, dad, remember the yeah, old wide yeah, receiver yeah. who I still see from Derek Ingalls, dad gave me a nice round yeah, there of There was one dude like, Hey, here's Justin yeah. Gard. Cause I knew him. That was about it. Cause he listened to the fans. So I knew him and that was about it. And I remember going up to Grimmer and I'm going Grimmer, like how stupid are you? Like how how many events have you you build up to Daryl yeah. Thompson? Yeah. You don't lead with Daryl Thompson in the Gopher crowd, especially this audience, because everybody there. I mean, they probably have been, had been season ticket holders since at least Daryl played. I thought here's here's my probably th- before my theory. Yeah, in retrospect, I should have introduced you first to some moderate applause and then built up. But what happened? I thought as I'm doing this, moderate is strong. Yeah, too, but I thought maybe you'd get some leftovers and they <laughs> some residuals. Just, yeah, some residual, just kind of a you know. A, a, no, it was but that it was, was at the beginning where they still questioned your loyalty. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I was still oh, fighting the point. Iowa thing. Yeah. I was fighting the KFAN thing because yeah. we were super negative, and they just didn't know who I like. Literally, no one in that room probably <laughs> listened to KFAN. I think now it's evened out a little bit. You're right. The Gopher That's fan base point. is a little bit younger. And again, I'm not saying that you should lead with or you should let me go last now. Yeah. But I feel like I can at least be introduced in the same and, vicinity. Yeah, and people there would was, cheer. There was yeah. no reason for it. it I that mean, was pretty good. I've never that was been, like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, what are we doing? Yeah. You can't lead with you can't lead with DT and then drop <laughs> me off. I just thought there'd be oh. a little holdover applause, and you just no. you know you'd ride on the coat. No, they fired did the you bullet. at least by dinner yeah. at the said rail. Uh, uh, we did. That's where we went. was. That yeah. I don't know if we went that that early before uh, we went to the. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was before. Uh, but yeah. that that is probably the high. You know, I mean, obviously we love the games, and we hope the Gophers win and all of that. But the night before games is, uh, you know, as as uh, we've dubbed it, the fellowship. Uh, that that's fun. We have uh, you know now that we've been around uh, and been to places multiple times. Of course, we have some normal hangouts, uh, and then uh, it's fun too to sometimes get into some some new ones. Also, where all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're in Chicago. Where do we go? And next thing you know, Daryl's got a bill for three hundred bucks. Exactly, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Know. That yeah. was uh, I forget the name of the place last year at Northwestern, but oh um, uh, yeah, I think I might have had a few a uh, little bit of the brown water. Got yeah, the, 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 John, little... Johnny Walker showed up on that bill yeah. uh, somehow. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you had some tough runs in Illinois. I mean, Illinois was the barbecue place where you had two beers and were like $40 in before we even sat down. <laughs> yeah, I want some just local pick, beer, some pick local the wrong vodka. Ones. The yeah, just... local vodka, and it turns out it was like Texas bot vodka. Tito's, yeah. Pretty yeah. popular yeah. vodka. Yeah. Not yeah. from Ann Arbor. He said it was local. I said, that's a bartender right there. Just tell you whatever you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's always, that, that's uh, certainly fun when uh, the night before. All right, so we're going to 
tell some some road stories. Garzy, you got us off to a good thank start you. there. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Humiliating um, night. Yeah, me. that was. Well, I never <laughs> I actually went that. on that the road good. with you guys, so I still. Did you not go any? You went to Colorado State. Went to Colorado State, and you yes. got me the, the you got me the spotter that that quit on me about the middle of the fourth quarter. Your buddy, yeah, my buddy. Well, yeah. he'd had enough of you. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I do occasionally wear out my welcome. There's no doubt about that. As uh, but yeah, he uh, Corbu. I said I need a spotter. Corbu was like, I got a guy, and like middle of the fourth quarter, the dude just quit spotting. That was it. That was all she wrote. I think he he might have had some other things going on in his life as well. But that was, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we had a good time. We had a good oh, you time. You say we were in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. he might yeah, have had some uh, local beers yeah. beforehand. Too. That was, um, but you were on that did we go? Did we break bread together the night before there? Or did you have your own? Because your family's from there. Yeah, you? I think I was on my own. Yeah, it, mostly because I was in Colorado and I wanted to see people I liked. Yeah, yeah. right, right. No, no question. <laughs> well, you got a following there. You get, you get back there. Yeah, you know, that's Corbu territory. Yeah. you know, you got. That, that's you I know. go there and I'm like, hey, Corbu, and it's yeah, raucous, yeah, you for sure. Raucous, I mean, yeah. they have pom poms they bring up mm-hmm. like a political rally. Um, <laughs> the Gophers did just complete the spring game, so let, let's 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 get the the that stuff out of the way now because there are some people that want to hear what Daryl Thompson thought of what he saw last Saturday uh, with the spring game. And um, one, it was fun just uh, to, to, even if it was indoors and, uh, and whatever, and there weren't a lot of fans there because of the weather, I thought it was fun just to one, get together again, see the team football at any point of the year is, is high on my list. And um, so that part, it was great, right? Absolutely. Uh, what did you see? What did you want to see? Uh, and what was your impression coming out of last week's spring game? Well, I mean, it was it's kind of hard to talk about it, you know, because I think that we, you know, a lot of guys didn't play, which I think is actually kind of states the growth of the program, that Coach Fleck, that we don't have to watch, um, you know, Rodney Smith have like 20 carries during the spring game, <laughs> you know, and Tyler Johnson have like nine catches. I said, well, I don't, I kind of, I'm pretty confident that Tyler Rashad Bateman, they're you know they're going to be guys you know that they're going to play at the next level and they they currently are. So I w- I was impressed with some of the young guys that got a chance. The Wright brothers that uh, no they're not really brothers but the Wrights that played. Uh, it's a good receiver. nickname. I might have to use that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that's and I think you know some young running backs, some linebackers. So I mean I think there's you know I don't even have any names off the top of my head, yeah. but I think there's some some guys looked the part and played the part, and I think that it, it will be added depth. And I'm really curious what the next step is going forward. You know I think spring or I mean fall will be really interesting I mm-hmm. think there's some depth you know with with Tanner coming back and Muhammad um you know and uh you know Chris Altman Bell so I mean there's a lot of things that are like should be cool and and fun and and coach Chirac coming back mm-hmm. I think that we've we have missed him you know nothing against Sanford but it just didn't work yep. so we just kind of like we're just moving forward and I was kind of like Chirac was a, a a very, very good um, offensive coordinator for the University of Minnesota, and I was impressed with his play calling. I thought he kept people off balance and was attacking, setting up the next play and um, doing that, and, and he was teaching his quarterback. I felt like the last two years, Tanner Morgan's probably regressed a little bit, which yeah. is, which is on, he was he was playing like a, uh, like a late round, you know, uh, NFL draft choice, you know, two years ago, and maybe I thought he'd just kind of move up, and the last two years, it's been like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm making excuses. So I'm, I'm excited to have him back in the building um, for those purposes as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like right off the bat, it was clear they wanted to establish, look, we can throw the football. And then he got to the fourth quarter. It was a tie game. It did get into like control the ball, set up for field goal, what have you, which is that's got to be part of the arsenal. Your thoughts on JG, the uh, spring game. You got the uh, sideline view yeah, as always. which I can never tell what's going on. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but what I liked uh, I like Ethan Callum McManus. You yeah. can see why they like him so much. Um, he's got a lot of talent, he and does. it seems like the backup quarterback for people that don't know. And it seems like they're excited. Like he's basically like two steps forward, one step back right now, which apparently used to be the reverse. It used to be like he'd do one thing and then do three things that were just off the charts dumb. Now he's flipped it. You know, yeah. he had that interception that was kind of you know an easy pick for whoever yep. intercepted it. But Miles Fleming. Yes. Yeah. So. I don't get to see a ton, and because you saw there was like 700 parents there, yeah. and then it felt like 300 recruits. But what I loved about it was, I think PJ and staff, they are very smart. Speaking of fellowship, you had a lot of fellowship on the sideline. It was um, Every time I tried to talk to you, yeah. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. right. It, but a lot of the people I were talking to were in the National Football League. Yeah. I, I think that was the, the best thing of the spring game, You're was right. that they're smart because there were a ton of recruits there, right? Uh, a lot of high-priority ones as well, including some in-state kids. And Rashad Bateman, first-round pick. Antoine Winfield, second-round pick. Carter Coughlin, pick. Kamal Martin, NFL guy. They're the coaches. They're and there. Boye Mafe, recent pick well, with that's 24 it. hours young. They're hanging yeah. out with the recruits before the game. Yep. 
all talking about how much they love the universe. Because I mean, you know this, Daryl. Like the players, however old they are, they all want to. They like college. They all want to be pros, right? Yeah, no I mean, doubt. everything is about mm-hmm. how do I get to the the highest level. And so I just think they're really smart in featuring those guys and good for those guys for wanting to be back. And PJ even said that with me after he goes, I'm glad they want to come back because it shows that they had a good experience here. And the funniest part was when Boye Mafe showed up, it took about four seconds to get three recruits in front of him. Yeah. Any defensive line recruit they had, it was like, Hey, Hey, come on over. He just got drafted by the Seahawks (laughs) last night. He's going to fly out to me. You want to take a picture? Sure. (laughs) Picture that's on social media. Like that's just a smart, way to use the spring game, oh, I think, yeah, to just keep in. And now they can do that. that. Tyler Johnson was there, too. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Tyler's there, you know, talking with people. So I just think that's really, really smart to um, to utilize the spring game that way and get those NFL guys back as much as you can. And and it's and it, you know, part of it certainly is for effect. But I think there's some genuine feeling of family, right, with that, no with question. that group. And I think that's and important highlighted. to showcase as well. 100%. Like you got a guy, I mentioned it on the air, and maybe it's not as uncommon as I think it is, but you know, a guy Friday night gets drafted in the second round and the next day he could do just about anything he wants. And he chooses to come to the spring game I mean, to hang out with his you, buddies. If you're a football player. Well, you like got I, fam- probably I, I a family in town. All the time, you did marry a football player. Yeah. <laughs> so you were football will be on TV. Probably a third of my friends. I <laughs> right. have my friends are football players or now broadcast um, partners. So I would be at the spring. Cause you know, who, who are my best friends? My best friend that I still text sure, every right? single day. Was the co-captain on when I was the, my last two years at the university? And you Minnesota. still every day text every him. single day yeah. we text each That's other, great. laugh, joke, tell stupid things to each other. Yeah, every single day. <laughs> so yeah, we every day we talk. So that where I why would I what am I going to go go hang out in a bar and like? You know, right. Well, I mean, in his case, know. you know, Seattle flew him out the next day. I think for media availability. So I don't know if he put it off or what have you. So there's, I think there's a lot going on. I'm sure he had some family in town and and different. Oh things. yeah, yeah. So he it was could do great. Other things, but he wanted to be with his friends. I mean, in, I mean, in a great way. He wanted yeah. to be with. That's his family. Like, like those I are his guys, shot, right? Yeah. Bateman in the you know in the, our room before the yeah. game. You know, and he's like, it, I felt just getting off the plane. You know, it smells like Minnesota. I I cut my teeth here. I'm excited to be back here. You know, it just feels it just feels good. Like I feel relaxed. You know, yeah. like being here. So I was like, you know, that's. That you know he didn't have to you know he definitely didn't have to he could just say hey you right. know what I'm busy I'm training in right. Arizona right. and um you know send a tweet out hey I mean I wish it was a, he no he's like I've got on a plane I come here I'm an honorary captain so he gets a, a free meal and he gets <laughs> to stand on the sideline of which is not that big of a deal but it is a big right. he wanted to be back here with his friends with his brothers with his teammates well to your point no, no. Grimmer I don't know if it's as rare as we think it is but it's rare for here yeah it's different here which yeah. like I'm sure this happens at a lot of places right. But it's nice that we can play it's that nice game. Nice that now. you're here now. Yeah, it's nice that sure. the Gophers can play that game now. So I th- and it's always hard, right? There's always been over the course of years watching spring games wherever. There's guys that flash that never, you know, that never pan out to be stars. Um, some of them do, uh, and there's reason. Like Bateman, his first spring game was awesome, and it's like, yeah, that's who he's going to be. And then there's some other guys who have rushed for 100 yards in a spring game, and we never hear from them. And they why you got to transfer on them like that. That's not who I was why thinking gotta, of. Why do you got to do Cole Bannum like that's that? Not, he had a that, nice career. That's not who I was thinking I know, of. He's going to edit that <laughs> was, out now, Mr. Conservative. There was another. No, I, I don't care. There was, a, there was another guy uh, I was thinking of, and I can't remember his name because I'm over 50 now, and my memory's not as good as it used to be. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's sometimes dangerous to read too much into spring games. But So here were my – I had four thoughts going in. Right. Um, wow. Uh, passing game, you know, and, and I think the, the numbers weren't that – impressive uh, completion percentage-wise, but just the commitment to it, we saw some things that were just back to familiar, mm-hmm. right? Just, it just It's just different. That's good. So I think we passed that test uh, in, in watching that. Uh, two was uh, offensive line. Three was defensive line. You just don't know, right? You're, you you're going to have four new starters, and I don't know yet about the offensive line, and you can't base it anyway, even if we loved it. I will say this. I was impressed with the defensive line. I, I think that that question mark, who knows if it's been answered. Austin Booker looked great. Jacob Schuster, I thought, at the defensive tackle spot, that's a guy most people probably haven't heard of. Redshirt freshman, thought he looked good. So I think that part was passed. And then uh, running backs, um, you know, because you, you, you had two guys transfer out that you thought were going to be contributors, uh, and you have the two guys that suffered season-ending injuries last year. We knew they wouldn't play. Um, and I thought there were some answers there. Zach Evans, I thought, looked good. He made a great catch on one play, put some wiggle on one play, turned the corner on one play. Um, so I, I think that that question was answered. I had less questions about that just because I had seen Evans and a couple of others in practice. But that was my you know uh, amateur assessment of, of 
on-field activity there. Yeah, it's always tough, especially with linemen in the in the spring game. There's such a, a tremendous right. familiarity with with the people and with their moves. And last year, I was pretty excited about our our defensive line. And there, as the season, I was like, they're they're good, not quite exactly what I was thinking during the spring game, but you know, it, it was it's progress in the right direction. I was um, there's the young guy, the defensive end, the long kid, Booker. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, right? I like. I think he's got potential. If he doesn't get, he gets kind of like a little bit kind of high, you yeah. know, and get people get under his pads. But I think as he learns and gets a little bit more physical and trust and sprints to the ball. I mean, he's a he's a he's a. I hope like a bigger version of Carter Coughlin. Yeah, like he's like he's taller, he's longer, and he's lankier. You know, Carter had a motor or has a motor that he played with, and if he can kind of emulate that motor and not, you just can't turn it off. If you don't turn it off, then you your mistakes get amplified but if you right. do turn it off then it's like you know you got a you got a mess yeah so i yeah. like him let me ask you guys this as a semi outsider now the offensive line right like they were together for six years something mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah, like a lot of them. so you have to kind of start over there and then you you talk about family as well and and coach Shiraka coming back but that's saying of you can never go home again right so those to me would be the big question marks like on paper it all looks great but can he come back and have it can they recreate that magic? Because sometimes that interruption is enough to really, yeah. it becomes an interruption becomes a permanent disruption, right? So yeah. that offensive line and that is, if they those can come back together, then great. But yep, that I, to me would be the question marks. I, and I, I was wondering about that too, because I think a couple of reasons. Um, sometimes, you know, Kirk Scirocco left on his own, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it, it was, a, and, and so sometimes is there ill will? I, you know, and I think there were some hurt feelings right away. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think, you know, you get over that because those guys go back a long ways. Right. Um, I think it's recent enough. Uh, obviously, he had history with Tanner Morgan. Um, he recruited Ethan Kaliak Manis and Cole Kramer and, and Coach Cole. Cole was here as well. So three of those guys in that room, you know, that lead the offense, he knew. So I think that helps. And it sounds like... Um, you know, we had him on this podcast, Garzi. Uh, I did. You weren't part of that one. What? The um, one he wasn't a part yeah, of? Yeah, the one he wasn't a part of. Um, I, I thought it was a fascinating discussion. He talked openly about it. He said, and the other thing that he brought up was sometimes, it, you know, he had been around that group of coaches for a long time, back to Western Illinois. That's a long time. And all of a sudden, um, he goes out. He's at Penn State for a year. He's at West Virginia for a year. And you get some other ideas. Right. And so now he's brought some newer concepts or different concepts. Sometimes maybe they're better. Sometimes maybe they're not. But now you've got a debate as to how can maybe you get a little better. So I think it probably is a healthy thing. As it turns out, all ends all's well that ends well. Um, that's my win, that, you know, yeah. That's that, my he, theory. He, he has the trust of Coach Fleck. That's it. You know, we yep. know that Coach Fleck controls the narrative of the team and the pulse of the team. So that to me is like okay. So if Coach Fleck like welcomes him back with open arms and they see them walking, chumming around because there was some bad chemistry last year mm-hmm. with the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. And there's just like, just wasn't like, wasn't healthy communication and laugh and chumming working together. Yep. And I don't, I don't think that's the the case with them. Coach Chirac, they yep. feel good. They're laughing. They're joking. They're eating together. Those things matter a lot, especially when you're, cause a, a, a team is coaches are a family. You know, if you're, if you're not getting along, you got two brothers that don't get along or don't really like each other. Then you have little chasms and they're kind of like, you get you against you versus, yes. and then you try to make a point like, wow, I knew that wasn't going to work anyway. Versus, right. Right. shoot, let's figure this out together. We believed in it. Shoot, it didn't yeah. work. Versus, pff, man, Justin's, you know, that's that's a bad idea. And, you know, even if it works, then you're kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I give Shiraka credit, too, just in, that, that this was, it's not as easy, I think, as people think. Just, you, you know, when you leave on your own somewhere and maybe it didn't work out like you had hoped to come back. Um, that that's probably not the easiest thing to decide to do, but I think he was comfortable enough with everything. And in talking with him, he, to me, uh, he seems more comfortable now than he did before. Like, I think he's really that now, like you said, Daryl, at the end of the day, you got to win games. But I, I think it's a great question, Corbu. I really do. Yeah. Cause there's so many dynamics to it, but, and maybe I'm just in this, you know, place where, you know, there's some, you know, euphoric or whatever. I don't, but I, I think he seems more comfortable now. I yeah. think he just seems like he's in his element. I think he realizes that this is the spot for him. Maybe I've read it all wrong. He might but, have been humbled a little bit by the situation. Yeah, I, and yeah. and he just seems in a good spot. He he he's he just seems comfortable, and not that he wasn't before, but because right. um, you didn't know how that would go. Uh, so far, I think it's been a, a good situation. Well, to the chemistry thing, DT. What I am 
excited to see is I think I think he's got the gravitas. You mentioned the trust with Fleck. I think he's maybe the one guy on staff that can tell PJ when he's being dumb. Too. You're right. And yes. like it's like I mean, you look at the Bowling Green and Illinois games last year. Uh, part of those losses, they played horrible, but part of that was 100% the head coach being mad about something in the first half and just shutting things down, right? Cuz the passing game wasn't going very well and and you know how PJ is, like if he thinks he can win a game running it 75 times, mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do, right? And I don't I don't know if they lose those games if Chirac is the coordinator cuz Chirac is going to go, "Look, Michael Brown Stevens dropped a pass or we threw an interception. Guess what? We, we can't just abandon it. We can't. Cause I do think that happened. Well, you went for it fourth and one at your own 29 and didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think he's the guy that's going to be, Hey, we got to be patient with it. If something's not going right, right away. Yeah. I think he's got the ear to say, we got to stay with it. We got to trust me on this. Let's not abandon this because this happened. Let's kind of keep your oar in the water to steal a phrase. Yes. I think, I don't know if Mike Sanford had the um, ability I mean, Shiraka runs the offense, but PJ, like you said, dictates how the thing goes. He mm-hmm. does kind of decide how things are going to roll. I think Shiraka can tell him, "Hey, no, we 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 don't need to do it that way. We got more of a peer." Yeah, even yeah, in that, exactly. even in the podcast, I asked him like, "How much does PJ talk to you in a game?" And he's like, "You'd be surprised, not much." Interesting, not much. He's like, "You know, decision fourth and one, do you got to play?" He goes, "There's times I'll say, let's punt," and he'll say, "Okay," and there's times that I got to play. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. And um, and so I think there is that trust. And he talked about in that podcast, if people want to listen to, from a couple of weeks ago, uh, podcast 17, I think, Garzy. Got it. Um, if, that if you, um, that, that the trust was the whole thing. The trust was the whole thing. That, that And, you know, PJ's always said, he's on record forever, that Kirk's the best listener I've ever had. And I ask him about it. I'm like, well, what do you mean? What does that mean? You listen to PJ Fleck. And he's like, I just listen. And I'm willing to give feedback. And um, sometimes I say, great idea, love it. Sometimes I say, I'm not in love with that idea. Let's right. not do that. Right. And, you know, that I think that's part of it. So I, I do think there's, yeah, I, I, I like I said, I don't know what it will mean. But Kirk, to me, just in, talk, just in watching him, it just seems like, um, to me, he seems in a better spot. Not that he was in a bad spot. Obviously, 2019 was unbelievable. But he yeah. really seems happy, I think. You know, that's my my take. Right, well, it's interesting. I mean, I I, I just I'm a believer that the great listeners are typically great leaders and great coaches. If you listen and try to get a young man or your team in a into a position where they can be successful, you're kind of like, I really like this. Coaches that I really worked well with, are like, what do you like? What works for you today? What what's working mm-hmm. for you? What's working for the quarterback? What do you like to throw? You know, and that open line of communication gets somebody in their sweet spot, and um, you know you can have a lot more success like that. Yeah, and I, I was also interested. He talked about um, you know at at West Virginia for the year. He's friends with with Coach Brown there from from way back in the day as well. He was an analyst, mm-hmm. so he really wasn't calling plays. He wasn't in charge of much. He's like, it's the greatest job ever. Well, no <laughs> you know, doubt. you offer yeah. you offer up uh, opinions, and if they I don't no work, you don't have to no accountability. But <laughs> make a couple hundred grand. Yeah, get some gear. it was great. But that said, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but that said, he. I mean, uh, you know, Coach Brown's got. I mean, he he's known for some pretty good offenses and some different wrinkles and some things over. So I think that year. There, there's, we're, we'll probably see a wrinkle or two that's sure. new that he learned. It, it's like a year-long coaching clinic, you know, that that you're taking some new stuff. And, oh, I hadn't thought of that, hadn't thought of that. So it should be fun to see where it all melds into offensively. Um, you know, and it's also interesting as you look ahead to the fall because, you know, now the important time is is offseason. It's the boring time for us because there's not much to talk about, uh, hopefully. It, the best offseason is when there's not much news. Um, and you know, those guys are lifting weights and doing seven on seven and captain's practices and all that training like you, Mike, you know, training. training like, I got to work out in today. I mean, yeah, my, and I you thought, did. you know, my off season starts today. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I took a couple days after great, the spring dude. game. Yeah. I mean, seriously though, I, DT's walking down the hallway before this. I'm like, the dude looks like he could still pad no, up. Well, no, and how about when we had COVID and he's working out with his yeah. college kids oh. and taking shirtless photos yeah. on Instagram? I was yeah. not, uh, I was with them. <laughs> I don't know. I was not, you look yeah. pretty cut out. The one I yeah. was trying. I was trying. It was. It's all about man. Man, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, like that's why I always make Daryl go to the uh, stadium. You know, a few, few. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting in first because I don't want to walk in the stadium with that guy because yeah. I already look bad. You don't want to do a guardsy on him where you introduce him after. After, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, no question. But anyway, looking ahead uh, to the fall of 2022, uh, the schedule's interesting to me because you've got. Um, I think. 
uh, top to bottom, maybe a little easier schedule than last year. Uh, Ohio State's off the schedule. That alone makes it different. Like, even when you look last year at the standings, so Iowa wins the West. They don't play Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State, right? Wisconsin and Minnesota finish second. Wisconsin plays, I think, two of those three. Minnesota plays Ohio State. So any one of those games, gets like Minnesota plays Rutgers instead of Ohio State, they might be an Indy. So the schedule's important. I think it's easier. That said, there are some tough games. You're at Penn State. You're at Michigan, Michigan State, State. You're at Wisconsin. You're at Nebraska. And I know Nebraska has not done much. Um, man, they, they just added another defensive tackle transfer. They got the quarterback from Texas. They got a D tackle that had a bunch of sacks from TCU. Yep. Who knows? There, it seems like it's a bunch of mercenaries. That's kind of been Who's the way they've recruited the kid from Texas that was one of the top recruits in the country. Uh, started for Texas some last year. Who, will he be good? Don't know. But anyway, they're going to be. In, that's not going to be an easy game just because you beat him two years in a row. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a hard game in Lincoln. You, we've seen Lincoln. Yes, we have. It's hard. Very that's hard. A, that's a and and the thing is they played a bunch of close games. Jerry Kill always talked about that when you're turning a program. Um, you, you get blown out first year. You get kind of blown out the second year, then you lose close games, and then you get a win. Some big win somewhere changes everything, and you start winning games. So hopefully they don't get a big win early because that – who knows? I, I think they're closer than people think, Yeah, but I think closer either way. Like they're It's a prob- tipping point. Yeah, here. they're probably not too far from changing the whole thing, and they're probably not too far from contending for the West, and we'll see where they go. So those are four tough road games. Colorado at home, who knows? It's a mystery. Um, so I think it's a very Iowa at home. You got to beat them finally at some point. I think it's a fascinating schedule. Daryl, what do you think? Well, I think I agree with you 100. It is it is fascinating, and I also think that we're kind of at a turning point with um, Coach Fleck and his staff. I think they have confidence. Um, they have the people they want to have in place. I mean, even just thinking about the the young men that sat out, the young guys that are going to the NFL, the the guys that are coming to currently play here. I think there's a a little bit more, I wouldn't call it swagger, but a little bit more confidence in what they're doing. So hopefully with Coach Sherrod coming back, with their schedule, the way it lays out, I think we're, we'll be in, to me, in the beginning, you just want to, as you're turning the program, like, you know, Coach Kill talks about, Coach Fleck talked about, you want to be in games. I don't feel like when I walk or when I'm building my board to get ready for the game, like, man, I sure hope that we, well, this guy's not good enough. I don't feel like right. when I'm looking at, right. like when I study film, I'm like, well, we're not, we can't do anything with that guy. So right now I feel like, we have the ammunition, a little bit like our Timberwolves. Like, I used to just watch, well, God, it's going to take a miracle to win. Now I'm like, actually, we have the people. Yeah. And we got to make a decision. Now so let's I hold think, on. Let's close games. Yeah. 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 Well, that's more than just just watching other people. 100%. Yeah. No, no doubt. And I, I agree with that part of it, too. And this, like, you look at the schedule. We've we've broadcast for certain years, yeah. early in the Jerry Kill years, because he was trying to turn it around and it had gone down to the tank at that point, where you look at the schedule and you're like, possible win, possible win. No chance, possible yeah. impo- There's no, there, there's nothing on the schedule now where you're no chance. Right, right. Even last year's Ohio State game, they're leading that game right in the third, early third quarter, mm-hmm. and then it got away from them a little bit with a couple of big plays. But there's no game on the schedule now where it's a, it's one of those where you look at no chance. No. Doesn't mean you're gonna clearly they're not gonna go undefeated. We don't think, but I think that's that's an important step. But <laughs> you and I were at Northwestern. I've told this story before. We're up in the press box at that point last year. They were the defending West champs. Now they they struggled last year. Man, I forgot they really struggled last year. Yeah, they had yeah, one they one Big Ten win. Forgot to Illinois beat them. They hung like fifty on them or forty seven that last week. Anyway, sidebar: Guardsy and I are up in the press box, and they had won two of the last three Big Ten West. Yeah, and you're like, and we're I don't know an hour out from kick, and there's seventy three people in the stands, and it's just, you know it, it's it's a different environment. They have the great facilities, and they you know they they've won some big games. And we were like, how, how do they do it? How, how have they been in that game? And we discussed it, and I said, I think here's why. In the Big Ten West, they beat Wisconsin sometimes, and they beat Iowa a, a little lot. bit more than sometimes. Yeah. And if you can beat Wisconsin sometimes and Iowa a little bit more than sometimes, you're going to be an Indy yeah. a couple times You know, over the course of a four- or five-year stretch. Exactly. We've played Minnesota's played even two and two the last four years with Wisconsin. Hopefully that rivalry stays, you know, you hold your own. Now the question is: You beat Iowa. You got them at home this year. You win that game. Um, you know that, that that got moved to to November. I kind of actually liked it better. Yeah. The way that set up. Yeah. To be in September originally, but anyway, that game, um, that, that November closing stretch is going to be a beast. Yeah. But if, but that's the way it's been the last few but years. You're gonna you're probably gonna be able to control your own destiny in November. And if you beat Iowa, you got a shot. To well, be in Indy. I, I like how it's set up, how they've done that the last X amount of years, where if you handle your business for the first six or seven weeks, November is going to matter. I think that's better for even if, like, 
you didn't feel like you had a team that could actually do yeah. it? Because there's been times where that's happened too. But just to have that, like November 2nd, whatever it is, hey, this is a big game for the West. And I'm just talking about for anybody, for Nebraska, for Northwest. I like how they've kind of backloaded it with those rivalries because it has made it fun to have a lot at stake. As much it wasn't fun when you lose last November in Iowa City because you knew, because that's 100% right, Grimmer. Like, had they beaten Iowa in 2019, they're probably in Indy. Had they beaten, well, they would have been. I I remember Wisconsin, the players, they would have clinched it with nothing on the line the next week against Wisconsin or two weeks later because I think they played Northwestern or somebody after that. So that opened the door for Wisconsin to win the West that year when you didn't beat Iowa, when you yeah. had that really good undefeated team at the point. And so, last year, if they win in Iowa City, they're in. Exactly probably, right. right. So I mean, that is the story. It's And I think, to Daryl's point, the fact that they've joined the battle with Wisconsin by beating them two out of the last four times and the overtime game during the pandemic, that was another game where it's like, man, if Chirac is the coordinator there, do they play it that tight? Yeah. Or do they just you know use the players that they have to win it? And that was a weird year, obviously. But, yeah, the the story is... You beat Iowa, and you're going to be in a pretty good spot. Because I'm guessing, I, I don't know what the over-unders are. I'm guessing Iowa's is at about eight. I'm guessing Minnesota's is about seven, eight. I'm guessing Wisconsin's eight or nine. Like, they're all going to be yep. in it. So it's whoever wins those games in November. And Purdue won handy. nine last year. I, right. Who knows? They got a big transfer. Who, their quarterback, I forget. Yeah, now they have probably head. the best quarterback in the West. What David Bell's not there anymore. Yeah. Karloftis isn't there anymore. Yeah, that was a sneak. Like, people don't think about that win. That was a hell of a win for the Gophers last year. That's probably the best win on paper in retrospect. I agree. I agree. You look at Purdue beat Iowa when they were ranked two. They beat Michigan State when they were ranked, what, two, four, five, something there. Yeah, top five win. Yeah. Um, And and they won nine. Yeah. And Minnesota went into their place coming off the Bowling Green game. Yeah. And beat them. Yeah. Didn't they win? I mean, they they weren't, they were kind of like mentally, they were losing. Like, it was a little weird. Their team was like a little. We we got them at the right time, we, but we yes. beat them. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't. A, a W is a W, right? And like Grimmer said, off of Bowling Green, yeah. And, and that's s- probably why people, because people kind of lost the starch after that a little oh, bit. That, that I mean, so that, took, that cloud still hangs a little bit. Yeah. Like I still haven't processed it because I can't believe how that game happened. You know, you just move on from it though. Um, and and I, I when people say, "Boy, that they could have won ten, or they could have won 11, I always am like, "Well, look, yeah, those. First of all, the Illinois loss is not as the disaster people I think. Agree. They won yeah. five. They should have beaten Iowa the next week. Yep. Iowa got a kick return and an interception return for a touchdown. Of course. Like they did most of the year. <laughs> yeah. And um, they out, I think Illinois outgained them, out first downed them at Kinnick. So they could, and then they put like 48 or something on Northwestern the last week. So it wasn't that, that's not the disaster people think it is. I mean, Minnesota should have never been a 14 point favorite in that game, but people, oh, they're two touchdown favorite and lost. Now that doesn't excuse, excuse the, it, just a horrific yeah. offensive day that was, and and how. But anyway, that's not as bad of a loss. The Bowling Green loss still hangs. That said, they don't win nine very. You know that that they don't grow on trees. Nine win seasons, nine right. plus win seasons. So I think you have to take it for what it's worth. And two, they beat Wisconsin and they won that road game at Purdue. Um, and you know. Now the Wisconsin game they pretty much controlled. That Purdue game was in the hanging in the balance. So yep. you know they they won a close game. So I think it all balances out. It was it, they probably won what they deserved to win over yeah. the course of the year, nine games, and that's a, and they got a bowl win and they won the axe. I mean that that's a pretty damn it's, fine year. Well, and I don't know if they beat Wisconsin if they don't lose the way they did to Iowa, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because it, had they beaten Iowa, do how they did it, trying to kick field goals and control the clock and just kick them up and down the field and like. Because I, for me, the Wisconsin game, I thought it was a lesson learned. Because when they got that interception at the end, at, right at the beginning, it's like they they weren't stacking points that week. It was two right. passes, touchdown, changed the whole game. Like had they not out. been burned by that approach a couple of weeks ago, even though publicly PJ said no stacking points, and he wouldn't admit it. I think that was an admission that hmm. we blew it two weeks ago, and we can't you because can, you can't back to to bring it all full circle. You can't back your way into the West. Like you got to go beat them. Got to beat some right. People. You got it, and that's what Northwestern has done to your point, Grimmer. You got to go. And they beat Wisconsin. I mean, up and down the field that day, which they, is they outplayed was amazing. them for sure. I yeah. mean, hundred percent deserved to win that. Uh, in fact, the only touchdown they scored was the pick six yeah. early. You know, they right. uh, and and you know, Braylon Allen was a non-factor. They had a great Joe Rossi put together just a great game plan. You called that early, DT, that he was tired of being hit. Well, I you know, I'd, I'd watch film on him, and he yeah. was. I mean, he was. To, and he's also like young guys take blows. Yeah, and you learn you cannot take blows. I mean, that's like Allen Iverson talking to um, uh, Jay Morant. He's like, dude, the floor don't give. <laughs> you got to stop just jumping and like just letting people not like you don't let people chop you out of the air. But Braylon was letting people into his body and he was and he was getting up. And I know I was like when you start getting up, yeah, slow, you know, intentional like you like it means you're 
you're hurting in it. Yeah. And we were we were tagging him, you know, and gang tackling him and making uh, taking and good angles. Rumor was he was only 17. I don't know if anyone he's knew 18 that. now. He's yeah. 18 now, yeah. but every every imagine. every game, it's the I, best looking 17. That was uh, that became a drink. <laughs> not, not that they need excuses to drink in Wisconsin, but that became a drinking game in Wisconsin. Every time the announcer said he's only 17, he should be in high school. You drink and you're drunk by three minutes into the game. Yeah. Because it, every time he touched the ball, they said it. All right, Corbu, you've got spring football this week. Uh, won't be a broadcast, but the, Saint, the Tommies uh, will have one this weekend on campus. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Their first uh, coming off a of Division One year, they had a really nice year at seven and three. And you could argue they could have gone eight and two easily. They let one get away in San Diego that I think eats at a lot of people. But still, I think the success that they had this year maybe surprised a few, and um, I, I think it shows that. Uh, one, Coach Caruso knows what he's doing over there. Two, uh, things are only going to get better. And I think right now, uh, being in the Pioneer Football League is the perfect match mm-hmm. for St. Thomas. Yeah. It really is. And it should be a lot of fun to see where they go moving forward. How much fun did you have uh, for your first year? Just, you know, to kind of be the, the the front man now on the radio, the the the, the Paul Stanley of you know, well, there's the, great, the, the Freddie Mercury of St. Yeah. Thomas uh, well, Athletics. Completely, I kind of uh, got Freddie Richie. Mercury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, who's the other guy? Paul Stanley? Does he do some tools? Does he make tools? What Leader. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Move um, along. Move Stanley along. Steamer? Well, yeah. It's nice to, uh, because there's not a lot of room in the spotlight behind you and Daryl. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was nice to get a little bit of light, as JG knows, right? Uh, no, <laughs> it was a it was a lot of fun, and uh, worked with some great people over there in Ioe Dowu who played for the Tommies, and then Chris Ohm who coached at the Breck School for a long time and does some prep bowl stuff. So it was it was fun, man. You know, football Saturdays are where it's at, and the atmosphere, and there's there's a build up to the game all week, and then it happens, and it just means a lot because mm-hmm. there's only ten or eleven of these every year, yeah. twelve, right? And so basketball is fun too. But you're doing 30 games. Yeah. There's only 11 or 12 of these, and they matter. And each one is a big deal. And it's fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Man, it, it was, it, it's cool. I mean, it, it's cool to watch, you know, that you get your shot here to be to be the voice of a D1 program. Well, thanks, man. I didn't appreciate all the texts of, man, I wish they would have hired somebody else. But um, <laughs> I understood. I get it. But, no, it, it was fun. I missed you guys, though. I, and I missed the camaraderie and the fun that we had with the Gophers. But, the good news is I'm getting that. I'm pretty likable. I've been told very likable. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very yeah. Likable. So sure. I, I get some. Uh, I've made some new friends over there. You said that Tommy's went to San Diego this year. Yeah. So did that trip in any way make up for the fact that you lost out on the women's basketball trip to the Bahamas that I got to take for five days? Well, you sent me a lot of pictures, and <laughs> I appreciate it. Kind of overcast. Yeah, it was kind of overcast. Um, but yeah, I made up for it a little. That's bit. That's a nice conference team to have. Well, like I want us to add USC I mean, and UCLA. Where, where you, you got to go yeah. to Florida and North yeah. Carolina too, right? In the meantime, we're we're sloughing it in champagne, you know? Underrated champagne. No, 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 no. no. Well, you're right though about basketball. What I noticed, and I told you this in my previous appearance, I didn't realize this. I guess I should have because I watched like the journey on Big Ten Network. Like if you just wake up and you just look outside, you don't know where you are because no. every Big Ten town is it's, gray. It's gray. It's yeah. snowing. <laughs> it's cold. And like here, you're used to it. Like, but you're just yeah. like, I looked at Lynette, you know, your old partner, my partner. I'm like, this, I swear, we were just here. Like, whether it's Lansing, Bloomington, yeah. Lafayette, Lansing's Champaign. always gray. Penn State's always gray. Yeah, it's just like yeah. just a lot of bus rides through gray plains. You're mm-hmm. just like, huh. But so yeah. uh, remind me of some of the schools. So you went, you were Orlando? Yeah, outside of Orlando. Yeah, in Deland, Florida. Uh, who's that? Stetson, Stetson, home of the Hatters. And then who's in North Carolina? Uh, Davidson. Davidson. And it was Cold that day. Well, that I'm not going to lie to you. And then you've got uh, San Diego. San Diego. And you've got the great trip to Des Moines. Uh, yeah, Des Moines and Drake. And then you also have uh, the Pl- Presbyterian Blue Hose, which is in South Carolina. Clinton, South That's Carolina. That's their nickname? The Blue Hose. Yeah. Okay. H-O-S-E. <laughs> Don't mark gentlemen. explicit on the podcast. Go against your, your grade. H-O-S-E. H-O-S-E. Uh, and then you have Marist in New York. And then you have Dayton, who the Tommies did not play. Uh, Valpo, Butler. So you'll get the gray. Yeah. You'll get the gray. And Moorhead. Moorhead yeah. State in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the time of the fall. But then the yeah. Summit League, um, you know, that that's a good basketball league. It's a Yeah, it was a really fun league to be a part of. A, you know, the Dakotas are who the Tommies will be chasing. North yeah. Dakota State, South Dakota no State, question. South Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, struggled this year. But if you can get in running with those, and I will tell you this, everywhere we went – 
Uh, I say we now. We I'm allowed to do yeah. that. Well, because right? you're traveling with the team. Yes. You were, you were Everywhere there. we went, yes. people would say, oh, St. Thomas, that's not good for us. Because, you know, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, they've made a big living on recruiting oh, the yeah. Twin Cities. Yeah, for sure. And now you One take Wisconsin, that away from Illinois. Them. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You take that away. Marquette, they're probably a little bit worried on the basketball side. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the Tommies grow from here. And, and they're in really good hands, I think. No doubt. We've got maybe 10, 12 minutes left. Um, and we do want to uh, have some time uh, to, to talk about the fellowship times. Well, do we have a favorite um, a fellowship? Yeah, the fellowship times. Do we, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. issue. I'm going through my mind yeah. here. The family friendly there, there's ones. A, there's a different podcast for for the go go for podcast. We haven't had here. anybody thrown in jail or you know get no. kicked out of a hotel. Like like there are some radio crews that are like that. Like yeah. way back in the day, there's been some guys that have been in tri- not not at a lot of your idols in the business yeah. Yeah. that you've kind of patterned yourself ne- after. Ne- never, never. But the. The uh, I think my favorite trip, your friend uh, Chris Gabriel, right? Yeah, Christopher Gabriel, Christopher Gabriel, yes. out at, at Fresno. We, he took us to all these taco stands yeah. in Fresno a couple years ago. Yeah. That was uh, that was a good trip. That was a good food trip. Well, and he's it. a great dude. Yeah, unbelievable guy. Yeah, one of my favorites. And um, uh, was up in Fargo actually at WDAY forever, and then got the job out there. And we had that on the calendar. That was one where I'm glad they kept the game. You know, because yeah. we've seen we've seen all these games get like canceled. Like North Carolina, I think that's off the schedule now, or is it? No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going there. In a that's year right. Or two. It was off. Yeah. Then it was on. I'm I say about, we because we're going to be traveling. With <laughs> I'm thinking right. about Navy. Like I was yes. so fired up to go to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we got out of that one. Yeah. Like so, the fact that Fresno that they had to return BYU, home, home it, we're yeah, not, that's out. another one. Because I remember Mark Coyle was even like, "Wait till we go to BYU. That's yeah. a great one." Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'll. So, uh, Provo but, is beautiful, but, but for a crew like this, there's not much to do. <laughs> that's true. We'd have to bring our own that's fun. True. Well, yeah. and and we COVID we did that in because <laughs> COVID knocked the the game here out. Yes. So there was just not a. Yeah. So they they punted. Well, I think it. yeah, most of them revolve around food. I mean, the that's, taco stands were incredible. Well, there. what a unique experience yeah and we we probably spent now christopher bought all mine which was unnecessary yeah, must be nice yeah but right. they probably spent like 13 dollars. i mean everywhere yeah, we go it was great expensive yeah, yeah he was. took us to three different taco places because yeah, that's kind of the fresno deal and then uh, we still joke about it all these years later on the flip side of that our trip to las cruces well, that's where i was going i know daryl wants to spend some time I mean, you talking mess about up las a plate cruces. Of, you, you you mess up a plate of nachos at a restaurant oh. and you know you have no chance when well, you think going to las cruces and i'm sure this is what you thought daryl exactly. like they're probably going to have some pretty good text yeah, they're not, probably I mean, they're going to put a decent nacho platter together. Yeah, I mean, no. you know, one of the things that, uh, like, during football season, we talk about, like, training and we're, he like, still talks running, about biking, doing all these things. I, you got to throw your... Uh, the uh, the low carb the lettuce that stuff has to go out the window on Friday so night I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm that's your like, cheat night yeah I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna have some you know I'm gonna have some some chips I'm gonna have some tacos I'm gonna have some pasta and uh, you you know you go to that place and I still get like angry I was like what like how can you how can you mess up Nachos. People, we had that recommended to us. Like, oh, it's a great place. And the green chilies were the big thing down there, right? Yes. That must be one of their. And it's nah. green chili or red chili. Yeah, in it Mexico. was. Pick one. It was. Yeah. It was. It's probably the worst meal we've had. And it was where we ever. had an organized setup. And ever. it looked like a cool place. And also, it was right across the street from the hotel. That's all. So that was nice. part of the reason why we yeah. did it too. Convenient. So it was convenient. We didn't have to worry about that. But I mean, people that know Daryl, like Daryl, I would I would describe you. You're very. You're a slow burn guy. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not gonna, you're not like Grim or me who's gonna fly off the handle about something stupid. Yeah, it takes a lot to bother you. It does. That's yeah. how you know, like God, Daryl's pissed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stuff that affects us, you're just you just roll with it. You're yeah. so smooth, DT time. You just roll yeah. with it. That'll be nice. So when Daryl was hot about the nachos, I'm like, man, those. I'm glad I didn't have those. those and the must food have was sucked. no good then either. Yeah, yeah I know. that was that was crazy. Um, so those are some non-conference trips. Um, you have a favorite spot that we've had in the, in the Big Ten because I know uh, I've had this a lot. People are like, hey, if if I go to if I travel with the yeah. Gophers and go watch a game, I think that's what they should ask. Us, yeah, quite frankly, yeah, because that that is our one area of expertise. Hundred percent, we right. know, and the people are coming to a lot of road games now, which I think yeah. is great. At some point, when it's really quiet in the middle of the summer, we'll have us all back. The food podcast, and we'll do a food podcast, Big Ten food podcast. We'll probably get the most. Uh, you know, whatever listens downloads. or downloads yeah. that we'll ever yeah. have. But th- so this will be a little teaser. Uh, for that uh, coming uh, in the coming weeks, uh, but do you have a favorite? Mm, that's pretty tough, you know. But I, it's probably Madison, or it could become it's become Indiana with my son being there, you know. Yeah. So I think I've I've just learned, and we got the, you know, the great story about Buffaloes and you having yeah. a, a struggle. I see Mountain Dew over here. You diet, know, thought, diet, Daryl. Uh, I'm watching the weight. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's uh, we'll just leave that alone for right yeah. now. But I mean, I think we'll build that, it, build it in. That was a holiday bowl story, which maybe we can share. But. Right on. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Buffaloes was there. Yeah. Uh, we I was on a uh, uh, trying to find some diet dew, and they were right. a Pepsi mm-hmm. place. When he did, we got wings and then delivered we, and, to the, and, and those wings are outstanding. My son's eating. They delivered I wings to us at halftime. I'm going. I'm going there. Uh, Friday. My son graduates oh, on nice. Saturday, yeah. which we just found out about. He just kind of like, hey, I'm graduating. Are you going to come? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, uh, I'd like to. I love driving like nine yeah. hours. to. And uh, it was virtual last year. So I was like, if if it's virtual, I am not coming. I yeah. love you to death, but I'm not driving 18 hours. Yeah. To watch it on room. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, to watch it virtually. So I will be in the car on Friday for, well, basically nine hours. Listening the, uh, to this podcast. Yeah. Well, oh, we, of course. So we're All at halftime. <laughs> That's another. So we 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 go well, in for, be the, our for the diet. Nor- Norwood Teague reference. Yeah. Of the so day. we go we yeah. go we go in uh, to well there yeah we go into <laughs> the uh, Buffaloes. We get I get the diet do right. And then the lady the uh, hu- the wife of the owner is from Golden Valley. Yeah. Was she Gustavus uh, Adolphus so. grad? Something? Yeah. So because yeah. she saw her gopher here. So we strike up a conversation. Meanwhile, by the way, I'll just we won't tell the whole story. I am really hungover at this point. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, <laughs> that, that was my one trip one, to Indiana. Yeah, like yeah. all these years we travel and we joke around. It's, yeah. it's tame as ever. Like yeah. we're just dudes. We're just some dudes that go eat food. Yeah, and and Daryl might have, but but Daryl Daryl is so low key. He could be he could be point two and we wouldn't know it. Yeah. Right? You on the other hand at Indiana <laughs> that night. Yeah, yeah. You, you we were, we'll tell the whole story yeah, another time. Some other day. I, yeah, that I, was, I was a good not one. as interested yeah, that in, was, in the that's wings. really one time in the, all of our travels. I know, that was eleven it. years. Yeah. I was not really interested in the wings at like ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Or stopping for the diet. Or doing anything. Yeah. Like or being in a car or doing anything. That was that was not the most professional I've ever been the night. That was amazing. We we have now that you've opened the door, and we're gonna walk into this room for a minute because the great he you interviewed an assistant coach at that time, uh, and you had a pregame to a pregame. Yeah. Um and so I've never heard any broadcaster in the history of broadcasting do this, but (laughs) He he tapes the interview in the morning, right? At like eight in the morning. Like he'd he'd only been in bed for two hours. And now we're ready to start. And Bill Miller was a gruff sounding oh, guy yeah. anyway, right? So, but like, we yeah, start yeah, yeah. so Gargi's like, now it's a 2.30, right. East Coast game. I'd nurse myself back to So hell. he's feeling better <laughs> and he's like, uh, welcome to the Gopher pregame to the pregame show. We're That's on KFAN. That's a KFAN. terrible Gargi. I know. And he says, uh, I talked to Bill Miller earlier and never have ever heard this. I want to apologize for how I sound in this interview. It's a little early. <laughs> it was a little early. And and then Bill, you told Bill Miller that maybe you were feeling a little on the weather. He's well, like, I texted good him the for night you. Before. Yeah, I, I texted him the night before. I said, I'm going to be coming in high. We're, we're getting after it tonight. And he goes, "Good for you." Good for yeah. you. So I didn't well, feel that bad. But anyway, anyway. we get the Buffaloes, <laughs> where uh, and the guy Ed, Ed right, the oh, owner yeah, Ed, Ed says, uh, "Hey, um, want some? We'll send some wings to the stadium." Great. So we're at halftime, and here comes Norwood Teague with this big box of wings. He's like, "Yeah, some guy at the elevator. They wouldn't let him up, so I happened to be there." And he said, "Take him to the Gopher Radio Crew." So uh, we're. We're sending it to Corbu. Corbu's back here just down the hall from where we're taping this podcast. And I look over and Daryl's eating these wings. He's got juice running down his arm. He's got, yeah. you know, he's got, uh, hey, they were some wing. of the, they yeah. were some of the all time great the wings, but that wing. was, that was a good story. Buffalo is. And of course, Zagreb, that's my, so Indiana's my favorite trip for sure. In basketball, we barely go there in football. Uh, it just won the arena as, as, was that on the Classic. on this podcast yes. or before Assembly we talked Hall's about Lin- Lindsay yeah. said that that was her favorite spot too. Love it. You know, you got the five championship banners, Bob Knight stalked the sidelines, the arena's awesome, loud. But Zagrabs is just such a cool hangout. So if you do go to end one, if if you're a basketball fan and there's one Big Ten trip you want to make, my suggestion is and maybe Daryl will give you right. His car's on auto cruise on that on that trek. He yeah, doesn't right even have to look anymore. Friday. Come on down. Yeah, every Daryl's ready for my suggestion. We're not Pony running up, it back anymore. Stay, Stop running it back. Stay yeah. in the city circle uh, downtown or the town square. Go to Zagreb, get a hotel, and go watch the Gophers and Hoosiers play. It's a great trip. But Zagreb's my spot. What's yours? That's in Bloomington. Well, I liked, and I don't know even know if this place is still open because of COVID. Like a lot of these restaurants yeah, might have closed right. down, but because we didn't. Uh, is Alexander's the place in Champagne? Yeah, I think that's still open. Is it where yeah, you cook, cook your, your own, own steaks? Yeah, I like that one. The ribeye in, in there, I think, did close down. Did it? Yeah. Oh, what happened to great, the salad bar? Great salad bar. Um, Best salad bar in the Big Ten for sure. Yeah, I. So that would be. I I like Champagne because you can walk everywhere. Like. 
for the most part. Alexander's we had to drive, but I like that we stay right next to the hotel. I like that there's a steak and shake right next door, and um, which is another great story. When you got in a fight with people in the Gopher uh, uh, communications department, left. We should tell that story. Jeez. I had, <laughs> had enough. I had, had enough for the night. Have that story sometime. We they, they, weren't willing to share, they weren't willing to share some info that no, I thought I they should be sharing with the voice of the Gophers. So but anyway, we had a that nice was a good one because you've got yeah. the you've got the Hooters right there too, <laughs> where you can get the big mugs of beer and then yeah. the food and then the steak and shake. It's just a nice trifecta. You yeah, know, the cook the, your own steak, the the beer. And then the uh, the steak and shake yeah. shake at the end of the night, and then just walk back to the hotel. As, as Daryl said, uh, Friday it's not a low carb night when we're out. No. Eating on well, Friday. I was thinking about it. I mean, we used to because the team used to have two meals when they would leave. You'd get like your yeah. KFC chicken fingers walking on the bus. Then you'd get to the airport, and there'd be like a whole another set like of a food. pizza. Or a, yeah, or, or a, they've cut back on that where yeah. it's only the one meal now. And thank goodness that they have because <laughs> I would eat both of them. I just didn't Man. care. I would say whatever. I mean, I'm thinking gotta, we got to get back on the plane. We got to drink that water and just keep on. And, yeah, keep See, I'm thinking. What was, like was Daryl's line? Don't when, eat that, Mike. Don't eat that, Mike. Yeah, because we were, we were little this macaroni about seven years ago. It don't was, eat that, uh, Mike. That was a JD Hoyt's Buddy Bowl or something, wasn't it? And we were both low carbon at big, yeah. trying to stay, you know, Skin in relative backwards. decent. <laughs> and I start to eat in, and Daryl's trying to keep me on the low, you know, on the straight and narrow. And he's like, "Don't eat that, Mike. Don't, Don't eat, eat that, that. Mike." <laughs> Don't and the other one is when you when uh, Dan Robotham stole a bite of your cookie. Our great engineer, one of the all time great engineers, were sitting oh, on the bus. Gertie's a cookie still comes hot with about it, that. and he just reached over and broke a piece off the cookie and ate it. And we all thought it was fun. And Guardsy just snapped, There's lost two his mind. And you did this to me earlier today, and I didn't snap. I slapped you on the chest. I hate that. Yeah, don't, I don't, don't like, like being to be touched. touched. And I don't like when people just take my food. I'm yeah. happy to give That's you some. That's just an invitation now for me to slap you whenever I see well, yeah, it. I know, but it's like. That's it, never an open invitation. Few, <laughs> there's a few boundaries. There's yeah, a few guys boundaries. I know. We see an example. Well, he gives him a hug. and he, he gives. Uh, so we had lunch prior to the podcast. Daryl, you were too busy to join us. And so he guards, he walks in. Corbu and I have already had a nice conversation. He gives Corbus a, a hug. And um, nothing. he just guy. sits next to me. So I slapped him in the chest. Hey, good to see you. You know, anyway, uh, your favorite spot, Corbu, in the Big Ten, as you made your travels over the years. Uh, I always ate with the team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Was it the same meal every— that's the right price. It uh, is actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah, you like don't that. have to think about that. it. Yeah. Was it the same meal? Uh, like, did they just send the same facts into every uh, under hotel? Under the first two coaches before Lindsey Whalen, it was. Like, by the end of the season, I had had enough chicken and pasta to last yeah. me Because yeah, when, when you eat the with summer. the team, that doesn't mean they go out to eat. They no, stay in the hotel, you go to catered. a conference room, and yeah. they eat it. Yeah. But then uh, Melissa Maines, who's their director of basketball operations, mixes it up. And yeah, so different food. Different but never food. do you never go out? No. Yeah, we did there are a couple some teams times. that travel and and will yeah. go out. Post game, the post game food was um, exemplary this year. Uh, Garrett yeah. Solis, assistant director of ops, I give him props. Um, we had some unbelievable pizza in Des Moines, uh, Penn State. We had an, we actually went to a restaurant because our flight was a little. You guys bit get delayed. ice cream if you win too. If yeah. you win, yeah. If like you like win. they're they're threatening to leave Spencer and I behind. Like 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 if you don't get on the bus, we're going to leave. And you guys are stopping for ice cream. It's, it's good. crazy the yeah. difference. Well, 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 I mean, it's Guardsy and me. Man. It's super likable. Yeah. And super integral part of the team. We just ate with the team. We've mealed with them. We've yeah. hung out with them. Yeah. But I'm just Helped like, it is amazing film. how yeah. basketball coaches are just dying to get out of town. Like, win or lose. W- w- and they're basically waiting for us to sign off because they're all showered. They've got their deal. And we, you know, we've never really been close to getting being left. But we were, only, we were like, close so your rush is what? We're going to be. You're going to be home at midnight or twelve twenty. Are we really? And but but they want to get back. They want to get back. They got to get back. We're getting back overnight. But women's basketball, you guys just make time for ice cream. Nobody cares. We're going to stop and get ice well, cream. Well, if you win, you got to enjoy it a little Man, bit. I'd love yeah, that. Although enjoy that, that wouldn't bit. be good for the low carb. Are you like order. a cake batter kind of guy? Or? Truthfully, I didn't get ice cream a lot because I what because I'd already eaten the other meal. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I got to pull it together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I had Daryl in my head? Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Don't do Come it. On, don't eat that, Mike. Every <laughs> once in a while, I would. Every one, the first couple. All right, two last stories. Uh, two two final uh, things. Back to New Mexico State. When as I you know I occasionally can wear out my welcome. I'm a, I like to agitate guardsy, um, and so I'm, I'm, I had a real good day going in that regard uh, as we fly down to New Mexico State. <laughs> That's a long flight because you basically yeah, yeah. you fly to and El Paso. and then we bust to El Paso from El Paso. It's another hour. You're yeah, sitting next you fly to, me. to El Paso. I mean, I knew we were a long ways down when my phone switched to international service. 
yeah. to Mexico, and we're still in the U.S., but we're that You're on the border. You see it right yeah. across the border. It's right yeah. there. So we get to the hotel, and uh, Garzi says, I need some time. Uh, no, I said it alone on the bus. Time. Yeah, would you, would you say <laughs> alone it on the, time? Yeah, I said it on Just the bus. like, they're grim-free or something. Because we have the itineraries, right, DT, that they'll mm-hmm. print out for you. And this one, we had, like, hang tags. So it's like, you know, 12 o'clock security, 1 o'clock flight, land right. at 3.30, <laughs> you know, El Paso time, bus, get home at 5. I go, on my itinerary... I'm going to have them start putting break from grim. grim right. <laughs> it's just going to be like four to five, like where I just need like some silence. 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 Just 30, not yeah, that, that particular day, you were hoping for now a good hour of, yeah. of no. Because it was, you know, you're flying down to the southern border, yeah. Mexico and the United States. That's a long flight. And, and then you're and on a bus. And the bus was an hour, probably. Yes. Because there's no way to get to Las and Cruces. And you were probably like right next to them, right? Yes. Not, not, not like, yeah. And then here, keep, my seat, space, row, no, seat, space. No, the football plane, as you know, is packed. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no middle seat. There, there's no nothing. We're, we're jammed. So we get to the hotel. And uh, he gets his key. I get my key. We're walking down the hallway, and as as luck would have it, I see he's right next to me. Yeah, so he he goes in. I I go into my room and drag in. And guess what? Connected room. Adjoining. So I open my door and knock, <laughs> assuming he's just gonna say, "Just to hell with that. I'm not answering." He opened the door, and he's like, "What?" And I just walk in and sit down. <laughs> And we had he had a little more grim time before uh, we go to the uh, restaurant and have the awful nachos. But you remember uh, the name no, of the place? No, my DP? favorite story. I'll, I'll keep it super brief. Yeah. Was when we were in UNLV and you guys. I just like implicitly trust you guys. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get. We're gonna oh yeah, get yeah, yeah. I am not a fan of getting to the game more than an hour before we need to go right. on the air. Yeah, and you we're guys, on like, the opposite end. We like to get hours, there way before. But we yeah. got to this game like. Four hours before. We're, yeah. So we're staying at we UNLV. We're way out in like no some food. Henderson, no Henderson, but it's even like at this, yeah, this hotel it. that was going to go broke, and uh, and so we're there. It was a nice hotel, and they were just giving rooms away. So we're there, and it's a long place to. Uh, is it Jim Boyd Stadium or Sam Boyd? Sam Boyd Stadium, yeah. where it's a long way. So I get a um, a night. This is even almost pre Uber, right? I think it yes. is. So I get, I rent a like a. Um, because it's a long ways, and we we it had to like be a there big early. Suburban. It was a big suburban, yeah. nice, and um, you got your own row then. So no, so we had, a lot we of had screwed up, and Daryl. So we JG and I usually say we want to be there two hours at least before we're on the air. Well, we had the pregame to the pregame at, at that point, and then the and then the pregame. But that's what so we screwed up. We, we didn't have and the we pre-game. messed the time up. Yeah. So not only did we mess it up, we messed it up even an extra hour. And so the time zone. We're riding along, yeah, because of the time switch. We flipped it. So we we so we're driving to the awesome. stadium. Let Daryl let Daryl give his recollections yeah. of it. No, I just like started looking. I'm like, gosh, this it seems kind of. Well, we didn't we stumble upon that while we were on yes. the road. Yeah, we, we, we just. I'm like, oh man, I'm like it's like a. Well, when's the game? <laughs> I was like, the game starts like it. It's like five hours. I was like, well, we're not. I said, what are we doing on this? Bus? Yeah. So I said, to, I said, to, I said to JG, I'm like, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna be there. Yeah, we're. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Three hours, I think three hours now before kickoff. And yeah. from the back of the uh, SUV, Daryl goes, then why are we on this bus? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, we got there way, way, way And then early. that game went double overtime. Then it went overtime. Yeah. So this, remember, this is three hours before we go on the air. Before we go yeah. on the air. So this yeah. is not three so hours before It's five hours before the hours before yeah. And it's no not food. like, even like. Um, Nothing. <laughs> and no atmosphere. Well, like UNLV it. does not care no. about that. Well, and it's out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Like, yeah. even if it was like at where the new Raiders stadium is going to be. Yeah. Okay, we got here early. Let's just walk the strip for a while and oh, find yeah. something to do. There was nothing to do. Nothing. Nothing. It's not like the press box had like great amenities. Like you know, sometimes we'll just go kick it around in the couch or a, an area or whatever. Right. No, that was no that slot was a, machines to pass. That the was time. a miss. That was a bad miss. And then, so then my last thing, uh, you want time away from Grim, and then we also have what we call on the road DT time, where there's this like mysterious ninety <laughs> minutes to two hours every road trip that we have no idea. Uh, you know, production meetings, something. Who knows? I got. And, a, I got. I'm a community and we, guy. Yeah, we call that. Community. We call that DT time. Like one. So I got to tell this. So one day we, we go out to eat a nice meal in Lincoln, yeah. right? And and, well, and that was the time. that's my favorite story when we it was like the the radio broadcast like fraternity because we had to share rooms because they didn't have yeah, as many, yeah. they oh, didn't have awesome. yeah, we had so four we were, in my room and yeah, yeah. Daryl and I were in a room yeah. and that was combined room and it felt like we were in a dorm it was like college uh, all yeah. over again so we, so we go out and I don't remember you had friends there too or something so you weren't you didn't go eat with us for maybe that might be the only time you we didn't yeah. share I think we had a, a, a meal yeah, you, yeah, donor deal yeah, yeah. like the you had to go to Omaha or something so we're staying in Lincoln we come back we had a buddy there from. Moyne, who had his car, and we're riding in his car, and we pull in, and we're at the hotel, and we look out, and way out in the far stretches of the parking lot, under like the Comfort Inn sign, 
Daryl's on his cell phone. <laughs> and we drive over, like, what are you doing? He goes, it's DT time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. All right, DT, our guy. You got to have yeah, boundaries, JG. It's, it's like, great. if you've l- anything from yeah. Daryl, it's you learn that you got to have boundaries. I know. He and is the absolute best, though. Yeah, well, that's Daryl, though. Daryl, yeah. that's why he gets the big ovation to bring it full circle. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why, because right. he um, can run his own stuff. You uh, Boulder options going good. Uh, yeah. You have your golf outing coming up. Let's get a quick plug in. Uh, of June people. 1st, if yep. anyone's interested. We don't have a lot of spots left. So, so hurry up. to golf, they need to get in there. Okay, awesome. You guys might need to come back. Boulderoptions.com? Boulderoptions.org. Org. Boulderoptions.org. B-O-L-D-E-R. Yes. Awesome. Gentlemen, uh, Guardsy, as we tape this, you're uh, about due for a radio show to put together. Only in 15 minutes. Uh, thank you for uh, hanging yeah, out with us. It was fun uh, to get the band together here in the offseason. Hopefully people enjoy I it. I think we need to do the food podcast. Oh, for sure idea. we will. We yeah. might have to make it a two-parter. Yeah, just we'll do the Big Ten West and the Big Ten, Ten East. East. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> then, and then throw in some non-conference yeah. and, and what have you. Oh, Corbett, awesome to see you, man. Yeah, yeah. great to be Good with to you guys again. BT, thank you, sir. Thank you, Mike. There it is, episode number 18. My thanks to Daryl Thompson, Justin Gard, and Corbu status. We'll have those guys back later in the summer for our special Big Ten food podcast at some point. This week's Go Gopher podcast, as always, is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland. Brandon Morton is our producer and technical expert. And again, we invite you to listen to the podcast from weeks gone by. And please be sure to hit the subscribe button right now to the Go Gopher podcast. It's absolutely free to listen. We'll talk again next week.